Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, joined once again by Kerry Cassidy of Project Camelot. We've done quite a few shows together, Kerry. This should be pretty good. We're going to talk about the White Hats. Now, in your favor, you have been calling out the White Hats for a long time to like get going. And <laughs> I, I don't know how long ago you were saying that. I was like, well, Kerry, be, be calm. They're, you know, they're doing their thing. They're going to make it happen. But I'm on board with you now. I'm a little bit pissed. I'm like, what the heck, guys? Let's let's get the show on the road here. Uh, I'm I don't want this to turn into the French Revolution, but we're moving in that direction. Oh right. Uh, well, thank you, Michael. It's great to be on your show. Um, so yeah, I think this is a really interesting situation, and I just want to throw out that Jay Widener just released the JFK X movie. And he's saying it was a squib and that, you know, basically the president didn't die and so on and so forth. But I think there's a twist to all of this. So I want to get into all of that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, at the moment, okay, well, I don't, you know, we both know Juan O'Sav and, and he is, I, in my opinion, the, the main spokesperson from what we call the White Hats, so the White Hat military, whatever you want to call it, as well as for Trump, in a sense, but in the alternative sector, because obviously uh, none of us actually kind of cross over all that much into the mainstream. And I'm sure that's by design. So I would say that um, I think there's action. And according to Juan, there's action about to happen. Okay. And I can quote exactly what he said. I put it on my telegram for those that are interested in following, you know, because I'm constantly posting there all day long. Anything I hear, anything even I think about, uh, if I if something comes to mind, if I interview somebody and something comes to mind in that way. So um, I've been doing a little investigation behind the scenes in the last hour, you know, few hours since yesterday. And uh, so, yeah, we can kind of delve into this. I, I, I don't know where you want to go, so I'm going to kind of let you lead me. Yeah, I've, I've gone in a couple different directions with it. Um, one of them, you know, we kind of like, you know, chat a little bit behind the scenes where, you know, I'm when I remote view, I don't see Trump and I haven't seen Trump for a while. Uh, now, that's not to say that Trump is completely gone, but I just usually when someone's alive, I feel them. And I used to have a very strong connection with Trump, uh, but I haven't had that for quite some time. So just recently, I a remote viewed for him. I was like, where is Trump? And I, there was a time where I saw him, and I thought it might have been in Cheyenne Mountain. But I don't see him anywhere now. Now, what, what are your thoughts on uh, Trump? Okay, well, first of all, I have been noticing a lot of uh, doubles out there lately. Um, and I think some of them are kind of obvious, you know, I can just see some obvious things. Um, although I did see an interview, um, no, his speech, he did a speech. Um, can't remember where it was or where he did the speech just a couple of days ago on the ninth. And it was about the courts or something. Uh, that version of Trump actually kind of looked like the real one to me, but I could be wrong. Now, 
the way I viewed it and the way actually um, intelligence has come to me is that he definitely is in hiding in, in Cheyenne Mountain. You'd have to be kind of crazy to think that a man with all this huge popular um, notice around the world and in the United States, but also around the world, would be a target, right? So we're dealing with a, a, a cabal, a dark cabal that does want to target people and especially people that the, the audience, that the, that the people love, right? So... Trump is one of those people. And of course, his family are targeted members, right? And so we have a dilemma here uh, in terms of, and then then there's this idea of presidential doubles, which I thought was just like common knowledge. But now I've got kind of a new twist on that idea, and I'm going to run it by you. But before we get to that, I just want to say, I mentioned this to you, I think behind the scenes, but when I was in Morocco this summer uh, in July, I think it was, either or August. And I had a very amazing dream about Trump. And let me just say that my my dreams have come true in the past, and they're continuing to come true. For example, I dreamed years ago that the Chinese were invading our southern border. They are now doing so. And at the time, the words came to me, they let them in. And that indeed is the case. Now, when I had that dream, I thought it was crazy. I thought, oh my God, it can't be, you know. But fast forward to now, it's perfectly normal. So this is why I pay attention to my dreams. And I know maybe people just roll their eyes and don't even want to hear it. But I have seen for years, I get this like little film strip that will show up in my dreams and show me literally what's going to happen. And I've had things literally roll out that way. Now, I'm not saying everything by any means. Uh, you know, life is very complex. The world's very complex. So I don't pretend to, you know, know everything by any means like that. But once in a while, I'm gifted with some kind of dream. So when I'm not, when I'm not at my home, when I'm traveling in the world, and maybe you've experienced this as well, somehow that changes your orientation to the matrix. And I always have very, uh, what you might call fortuitous dreams when I leave the country. And especially when I go to places that are not as heavily on the grid as we call it, right? Mm -hmm. And that means Africa. I've traveled quite a bit in Africa, um, Egypt, of course. And also uh, in this case, I was in Morocco. And the dream was, and I was by water, by the way, which could also contribute to, you know, that helps your psychic abilities, as you know, right? Yep. Anyway, that night I had no, you know, it was just an, a normal night. I wasn't thinking anything about Trump. There was nothing going on about that. You know, I was vacationing in essence. And I had this amazing dream in which he was standing at my side like a lawyer with a briefcase and a bunch of files. And he was making it clear to me that he was there and he was going to defend me at all costs. Okay. Now, that was an amazing dream. I've never had a dream like that where somebody's going to defend me. <laughs> and being that I do the kind of work I do, that would be a nice dream to have, you know? And of indeed course. it was. When I woke up, I had such a wonderful glowing feeling. And I'm not saying this is all true, but I'm saying that what was conveyed again was actually not me. I realized this a little later, and I think I even talked about it on a video at that time a day or two later which is that the message wasn't so much that it was me. I like to be singled out, of course. 
but no, that it was it was the world, the people of the world that he was basically going to defend. And that's the way I see him, as a matter of fact. So um, it, it was in keeping with my image of him. And it was just out of the blue. Now, I definitely felt he was alive when I had that dream. And that was in July, August. So that's, you know, right or wrong, that's what I got. Um, now, I know that there's a person out there, forget her name right now, but you know who I mean, who has been saying Trump is dead for like years, literally, which is insane. Yeah. I think. And I ha I think she has a, a, a motivation for wanting to say that. And, you know, it comes from the deep state and wanting to take the energy away from him in any way they can. And right now, there is a very interesting video that's gone out. It's a it's a documentary, as you may know. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the Jay Widener. Um, yeah, it's called, uh, you know, it's about JFK assassination and he brings new evidence to the table in theory. And if, but I have a twist on that. Okay. So should I tell you the twist or do you want to comment on what well, I, I, I Yeah. I'd love to go down this little rabbit hole. Cause I have a lot uh, to talk about that okay. as well. So this, this will be fun. Cause this, this kind of rolls into what we're talking about, how someone can be, it's as if they're gone, like JFK seemed like he was gone. Now I think he was, I think he wasn't killed, but let's, let's see. Let's, what do you think? Okay. So, so when I watched the documentary yesterday that Jay put together, and it's very well done, I enjoyed it myself. And I thought, you know, I'm not, let me just say first and foremost, I am not a, um, one of those diehard uh, JFK investigators of the assassination. I have done some interviews on it. And in mm -hmm. fact, the one interview that I did was at a JFK, um, you know, uh, celebration uh, of the uh, it's not a celebration of the assassination, but whatever it was, it, it was, uh, you know, at the Kennedy, I don't know if it's a Kennedy library or whatever, but it's this uh, very posh hotel in Santa Barbara. And they have a sort of revival thing every year around that time. They had speakers. And I think I interviewed a speaker, but I have to go dig and find that video. What happened was YouTube gave me a strike on it right away. And this is years ago. This is like... Um, I don't know, maybe seven, maybe 10 years ago, maybe even more. Wow. And, you know, at the time I wasn't getting strikes. Uh, what happened is I was fine. YouTube was fine with me. I was a YouTube director, in fact, and I was a creator and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was on there for like 16, 17 years. Okay. And which is almost the length of Camelot. And they didn't have an issue with me because I dealt with ETs. And as long as you talked about ETs, they thought the giggle factor would get rid of my credibility, et cetera, et cetera. So it was no problem. But when I interviewed someone about the JFK assassination, immediately a strike and they deleted wow. the video. Wow. So I knew, you know, something was up that it's so, so many years later that they still felt the need to delete that video. And had nothing offensive in it whatsoever. And I don't even remember, you know, I have to go back and find it and figure out what was, what were they objecting to, really. Nothing. But anyway, they, they deleted it. And um, so I just want to say, let's fast forward to Jay Widener has a new documentary all about the Kennedy assassination. And I don't know if I should do the spoiler alert kind of thing, but I could say, because I don't, I don't know if I should give it away or not, right? What do you think about that? I, you know, I just, I've been on my show. I've talked about it. 
Uh, All right. Also, what? Yeah. Okay. And you know, I come from the. I think everybody's going to want to watch it just just because we're talking about it in this way. I I think everyone in the world should watch that that video, Jay Widener. Good for you. Yeah. And I, I let me just also say disclosure. I know Jay Widener. I feel that I know him well, and I've known him for many, many years. I mean, a ridiculous, you know, probably ever since I've been in Camelot. I mean, he's a famous guy as it is. You know, he's a very well-respected researcher, author of many books into uh, occult symbolism and various things, um, also to do with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Stanley Kubrick. He's an expert on Stanley Kubrick. And he also got very into the Nazca alien things when he was working for Gaia. And he gave me some back channel information that I've always really appreciated. And I've met him in person and, and whatnot. So, okay. So that's my background with Jay. Now so he's gone on your show soon too, isn't he? Yeah. Give yeah a I'm going to interview him on Monday yeah, about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to rake him over the coals exactly, but I am going to. Kind of- <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm just going to have a little fun with him, okay? But I think he can. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it should be. That, it would be, we wouldn't love you if, if you didn't do that. <laughs> so kind of looking forward to that, right? But, okay, so the thing is, uh, this squib, this is a squib theory. Let's just call it that. Now, I come from the movie industry. Before yeah. I ever got into Camelot, I spent 20 years working in Hollywood. And so I know the ins and outs of movies and, um, you know, stunt people and and the kind of, you know, squibs and all that kind of thing. And I think it's wonderful that he brought that sort of thing forward. However, I have someone behind the scenes who's an absolute expert on the Kennedy assassination. And he has some big issues. He hasn't sent them to me yet. Okay, so I don't have the list, but I'm going to run that by Jay. Um, Mm. But I will say that there are some things that I noticed about the film that were issues. And I happen to think, I had heard a long time ago uh, that there was a, that Kennedy, John F. Kennedy didn't actually die, that a double die, you know, was put in his place and I guess died. And that, um, you know, that's what happened. And that Kennedy only died like two years ago or something like that. And, you know, and I, I have seen um, pictures of him, I guess, as an old man. He was in the crowds uh, a few times and photographed and things like that. When he, and, but he was really, really old. So it's not so easy to know that that was Kennedy. But um, And there's extenuating circumstances on all of that. But this is my theory. My theory is that pre- you know President Trump was going to release the information about the Kennedy assassination, and then he didn't because they showed him a file. Now, I can be way off base with this, but this is just my theory. My working theory at the moment is, and has been for a while, by the way, not to do with the squib, that I thought that a double did die and was a stand-in. And by the way, let me just say that I don't think Tippett, or Tippett, however you say his name, uh, is a dead ringer for Kennedy by any means. I mean, maybe people look at lot, you know faces different than I do, but as a filmmaker and, um, you know, my, I, I, I do an, ed- I do editing on film, you know, I edit my shows and stuff. I'm not great at it and I don't even like it, but I do it. Okay. And I've been doing this for 20 years. So I am looking at film frame by frame and I am looking at faces. I really concentrate on faces because, you know, I interview people, people. Okay. 
So I'm always looking at faces really carefully. So to me, Tibbet and Kennedy don't look that much alike. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, so whatever. The thing is that I think that there, there was a double. I do, I do think it's very likely. Now, I think it's possible that it was both. In other words, the squib was used so the double wouldn't, wasn't supposed to die. But then, actually, I guess I should say three parts because I'm thinking this. Captain Mark Richards, who's one of my main whistleblowers, told me he, he and his father knew Kennedy well, okay? And they, you know, they had you know, dialogues and all sorts of stuff. He was a kid during the time, you know, like a teenager or something. But his father was a very famous uh, Air Force officer called the Dutchman. That was his sort of slang behind the scenes name. And anyway, so they were involved in the secret space program. He said that Kennedy was on his way to Dallas to release a lot of information, including the ET disclosure. Okay. And that I think it's possible that they were planning to substitute a double that whenever they put the double in and that could be talked about. Um, but the bottom line is that they wanted to use this they decided to use the squib, but then I think they had a leak. And I think that the mob and all those people that wanted him dead decided to use that opportunity to actually make sure he got killed, okay? Mm. So what they did was you had the squib, and I think he did put his hand up to his face. Now, I actually thought perhaps, you know, he had an, like an earbud and he was getting a call telling him it was going about to happen. Because I saw him go like this, and then the hit didn't happen after he put his hand here, okay? Now, I understand the logistics of what Jay said and all of that, and I think it's perfectly possible that was also happening. But I also think it's possible that there were shooters, and they did kill him. And one of my sources told me this morning that they had silencers, because a big part in Jay's um, documentary was that... The, People didn't duck, not even Zabruder, or Zab however you say his name. Yeah. He he didn't duck. The camera didn't shake. And that camera and is a very, very big problem. There's another problem. Jay spends a lot of time talking about the, the footage that was removed, several seconds, and there were two splices. And I know splicing because I, I even was, you know, I'm not that young. And I was alive, even did some editing, um, learning editing a long, long time ago when I was a kid. Um, and I know about, you know, when you're actually handling film and splicing and things like that, right? So, you know, I made like a, a film in college like that. And so I, the trouble is, is Jay brings it up, but he never tries to conjecture about what is missing. And that is a problem with the film. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I've actually, I've actually, I've actually been there, uh, D Dilly Plaza, and I, I felt when I was behind a fence, I was like, there was a shot taken here. Now, recently, I've had this guy on James Files who has said he is the shooter, and so I, I agree with you. I think someone was killed in that car, and then that the, the Zabruder film they spliced in. Uh, maybe some green screen activity. I don't know. Uh, with the real Kennedy, with the you know squib and stuff like that. But I think that someone was killed because all those guys that took those shots were very they were experts. 
trained by, uh, you know, Bush senior. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a group of guys. They, they brought this one guy that took James files. He was a Vietnam sniper. And then they, you know, enrolled him into this group and trained them all up in, in Louisiana. So all, there was a, a large group of these guys. So I think those guys really thought that they killed Kennedy, but he was a stand and double, just kind of like what we see last night. If you watched, uh, uh, Trump was in a town hall that that trouble was 20 years younger. It's like, so definitely, you know, throughout time they've had doubles come in. So I, maybe that's what happened. Okay. Now this is my theory. My theory is that actually this, there's a reason, okay, there's a reason why they deleted, immediately deleted my interview with about the JFK assassination. And there's a reason this gets into John F. Kennedy Jr. and why he staged his death, okay? And I believe that he was threatened not only by Hillary because he was about to run for office, mm -hmm. but right around that time, I did some investigation on all of this. And I also interviewed a very interesting author called John Conner that they tried to kill for actually trying to write a book about the JFK Jr. assassination. Wow. I had him on my show and grilled him and I got him to admit that all of his evidence might have steered not towards the fact that he was assassinated, but be, but that it was staged. And that was kind of an interesting interview. So if you want to watch it, but getting back to John F. Kennedy Jr., I think, see, he, at the exact time when, he, right, when they supposedly assassinated him, he was about to release an article on George about the JFK assassination and reveal oh, wow. once and for all who killed his father. And he mm -hmm. was going to do it through a very famous investigative journalist. Now, I don't have the name on the tip of my tongue. I have to go back and find it. But I did all this investigation and I found out about that. And I think... You see, this is the issue. Every time someone gets close to the assassination, bells go off and they go completely crazy. And there has right. to be a number of reasons. Now, I'm going to tell you one of the reasons. Well, actually, I'm going to tell you two. Oh, one has to do with the fact that it was ordered by the Pope. The Pope at Whoa. the time, not Francis, but the Pope of the Vatican. Okay, that right. reptilian organization, in case you're not familiar. And that's one thing. The other thing is that, okay, it's just gone out of my mind. Um, okay, so it was ordered by the- That would be out of, out I, of the I, Okay. Um, that the Pope did that, you know, because of the Tri-Cities, you know, the Washington, oh, D.C. I know, I know. Okay, yeah. so this is the other side of it, that if for any reason people realized that Kennedy didn't die and he, it was a double, then they will have proof of presidential doubles. And I think I, you could- you know, I'm open to people disagreeing, but I think that's why Trump closed the file and didn't decide to go forward because once and for all, it would out presidential doubles proof. Okay. Absolute proof. And Trump has many doubles. And so that would put him in danger, you know, in a certain yeah. way it would. And some, I think someone could made the argument very convincingly to Trump, look, you know, your president you're going to be on the line with this kind of thing. If this proof comes out, you know, it's over for all the presidents. At least they're going to be known as, you know, everyone's going to be looking at the photos, examining every presidential speech, you name right. it. Right. Right now, it's only the alternative. It's only what they call 
you know, us conspiracy theorists, right? But right. should this become mainstream knowledge, you know, out there, which it should be, of course, but it should it become that, then that's going to change the whole playing field. And it yeah. should because we are in a time when they are not only, there are not only doubles of presidents, but there are complete clones of other presidents in the, you know, across the world and including Putin. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Oh, yeah. And so, and, I mean, we all joke about Biden. I mean, yeah. who, who oh. believes that's really Biden at this point? He's no very, one. Well, he's a double. Everyone knows John's, you know. It, so, I'm true. just saying, this, I think this. Those two reasons, the Pope, number one, if it ever gets out that he ordered the hit, and number two, that uh, that it was a double and not the real guy. Now, of course, let's know why do you think about the elephant in the room. Order what? Why did the Pope order is it? Because the Vatican tries to run everything, especially a CIA. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a whole nother matter, and it has to do with the whole planet and everything else, okay? okay. And why the White Hats went in. And I, oh, because he was I, going to reveal, I guess. And got all the money from the Vatican. You know who organized all that is Charlie Ward. I guess you know that, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. But uh, I, I know that he was involved. Guy, obviously. That was what he did as a job. Yeah. You know, this is, he's not money, money runner, a guy. Yeah. He, he, he even admits he has a very dark past in essence. Uh, maybe not super dark, like some of those horrible pedos and stuff. I don't oh, think no. it's that. Yeah. But he was a bad boy, if you want to call it that, or whatever you want to call it. He was their boy. He was the Illuminati go-to guy because he wouldn't steal. And so he was the guy that got the money out of the Vatican. That's number one thing. I think I thought that was known. So I don't know. I got that from a source. Anyway. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So so what I'm saying. And, and I like Charlie Ward, so I, I don't diss him at all. I, but, you know, there's a lot of people. I've known a lot of people that get entrapped that are good people. Uh, I, I just think he was... Well, I interviewed him in depth quite a few oh, years really? ago. Yeah. Okay. No one seems to remember my interviews. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, you name someone, I probably interviewed him. It's crazy. But anyway, okay, so getting back to the situation, we're in a very interesting, you know, uh, kind of collision of things happening here. And I think that Jay Widener was given a tip about the squib. I think yeah. it's very possible the squib idea is involved. I just don't think it's what happened. I don't think it's the final word. And I think one there's also the splicing and the missing splices. By the way, the second part of the splice, there's almost no people in the scene. Okay, prior to that, there are at least some people on uh, you know watching the the car go by, but the whole thing smacks of a cover up on so many levels that. For a person like me, it's like, duh and duh again, right? There was never a straightforward thing, okay, that, you know, the assassination. But look at what they're trying to cover up. And it's interesting now because you're coming forward. I'm not going to say someone put you you up to it, but they could have. And the one thing I want to say about this is that there's one person we can ask that knows the truth and nothing but the truth. And that's 107, in my opinion. So that's true. And I think that uh, because we're pushing, because I know you were pushing for a while and we're like, okay, Gary, it's like you're hot headed and we understand. <laughs> but now, now I totally get it. I totally get it. You know, and I, I'm like a military guy. I'm very calm. Okay. Trust the plan. Trust the plan. Like Juan's always saying. And I'm like, at some point you go, 
bullshit. You know, let's talk. Let's what what is what is all this? You know, people are suffering. Let's get this thing on the road. This is this is ridiculous. We there's enough of us awake at this point that we can turn this around and do it successfully and not cause a lot of problems. I believe. So I don't. Well, I don't. This why, yeah, this is why I've always come forward in the last, uh, you know, three four years. You know, um, doing the kind of job I did, I never knew that I was going to be kind of coming out there talking about this and that. But it, it, when I can connect so many dots with all of the interviews I've done in the past, and they all sort of come into this, they bring everything into focus for me in a way that's. I think different than for other people, you know, and when you spend two hours or more talking to somebody face to face, back in the day, I actually had camp, you know, a camera and we went on the road <laughs> and did that. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think so. So I just want to bring all of this forward now. And I want to say that Wano Savin said in a recent interview, and I, I have not, you know, I've not been listening to a lot of his stuff lately because it got so fed up with the whole right-wing, heavy-handed, religious thing, okay? That I'm not behind. So, but when he starts laying on that, like, super syrupy, you know, stuff, I just tune out, okay? But in the, I started listening after the first of the year to a few interviews that he wasn't talking to some complete religious fanatic. And in one of them, he actually says... By June, it's going to be common knowledge that we have two presidents and that families, this is how he put it, families, meaning in the mainstream, would be talking about this. Now, that's quite a prediction. And if you think about it, that doesn't give them much time for Trump to come forward because you can't talk about two presidents if Trump hasn't, hasn't come forward, right? As, right. you know, president of the Republic, in essence. Which, of course, Jan Halper Hayes has hinted and said, and I said for years and years and years, and so on and so forth. And we know he's CIC as well, commander in chief. So right. when we're looking at this playing field, you see, the White Hats are going to have some splaining to do, if you understand me here, because why did, why, why, if he was president and commander in chief, that changes the balance of power. And that changes the balance of responsibility and why, how much power did the Biden show actually have during these last three years, say. And, yeah. you know, also we need the outing of the stolen election. All of this be in the next six months. I mean, that's a huge, yeah, <laughs> that's a nice little menu of stuff, right? So, yeah, I, if you look at Kennedy, JFK, let's say that he lived, but everyone saw him die so it's not like he can come out and say oh i'm not really dead that was my double it's like it, it's tough you know so uh so joe biden you know you got jim carrey playing him or clones or whatever is going on uh everyone's like looking at that it's like that's not him uh so he gets joked all the time so we're okay, doing now that they're going to go away soon so what you know what what what's their plan and what about all of the other people that have faked their deaths and are going to come forward under the white hat banner? And you Absolutely. know, as well as I do, I mean, we're talking about Diana, Meryl Monroe, Jackson, I mean, I Elvis Presley. I mean, yeah, to yeah, name yeah. a few, 
Now, wouldn't it be a lot easier to reveal that Kennedy didn't really die in a group grouping like that? And the same thing with JFK Jr. See, I, I don't know what I don't know why, but I have this picture of a stage in which JFK Jr. is there, you know, Prince, Michael Jackson, you know, this one, that one. And they're all coming on stage and they're all saying we faked our deaths. We lived in a society in which we knew we were going to be killed anyway. And that's what we did. And that's what Kennedy did. And yeah. we want to apologize for the American people, but this is how we saved ourselves and our families. Okay. Right. Beautiful. And Good job. I think that's what's going to happen. I've seen it like a movie in my head. Now, I'm not saying Something I'm right, like that, okay? yeah. but it seems to me, why not? Because this gives them a certain comfort. It's also where they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to get targeted in the way they would otherwise. And to wrap Kennedy into to that, I think, is very likely to be part of the case. Now, I think they gave Jay Widener just, uh, you know, a piece. And he ran with I, it. I agree with you, yeah. Could, but he doesn't know the whole story. So right. we are going to talk with Jay on Monday. But anyway, so so just saying. And I think that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances here. But we have to look at what are the Illuminati who are these deep state players that threaten every president and who have assassinated several, okay? And Kennedy, of course, being the, the bell ringer. And then why has Trump been in hiding, okay? And why, you know, has did he have to be in hiding? You know, these things are going to come out if I have my way. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Well, we took out their boy. You know, Joe Biden. So they, they probably, they're like, we're doing all stops are out. We're going to take out Trump. So maybe that's why, he, if he isn't hiding, I hope they didn't take him out. Cause like I said, I don't see him, but that doesn't mean he's not out there somewhere. There, there's, there's covers that are, even though I'm a remote viewer, I know that there's stuff that happens where I can't see stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to push that. And, and I feel maybe there's something like that going on. So hopefully. Okay, so where do you want to go from here? <laughs> I mean, this yeah, is so uh, we've talked about you know all the issues about that. So where where would you like to go? Well, um, I do want to say that um, that some of these people that are coming forward even right now know a lot more than they're letting on. Okay, so um, for example. Roseanne Barr knows a lot more than she lets on, right? Evidently, yeah. And um, who is she good friends with? You know who? And uh, and and so on. So once, you know, it's kind of like, in a sense, that's Pandora's bike box, okay? Yes, Mike Gill has all this stuff about all the dirt on these people, right? Where they're offshore accounts and, and this hidden money and, and the fentanyl, you know, trade going on and being even manufactured in, in New Hampshire. And in other words, this sort of, we think secrets are coming forward now, but they haven't really come forward the way they should, right? Yeah. Really yes. That's one of the problems too. That's one of the yeah. problems that you and I are, have a hard yes. time with. Yes. And in, and, and this is true of the COVID thing too. So all of the doctors and all of the nurses and all of the organizations that got on board, some of those people, I'm not saying all, saw through the lies, 
that they were pushing and they still took the money and ran basically. So these, these people, I mean, Nuremberg trials, whatever you want to call it, we need those. Okay. So these people have to be brought forward. So I don't see that we're in a time and I was told behind the scenes and I'm not going to disclose person's name or anything like that, who told me, actually, the White Hats have decided not to tell the people any really big things like forget EBS. They are trying to hide this. I'm, look, I cannot say this person is right. I just I'm telling you what they told me. I, and they I, said, I don't agree with this, actually. Go ahead. They said, you know, that because we're we're, you know, people like us are sitting around waiting for the big disclosures, for the big moves. Right. And we've been waiting, well, since 2016, basically, at least. Mm -hmm. And so how many years is that? Eight or some 2024, 24 and four. Yeah. So um, so we're not happy at all. I mean, we haven't seen what we want to see, what is real. And these people who are also supposed to come forward and tell us the truth, they themselves are not telling the truth, right? They're in hiding in one form or another, you know, whether it be Trump as with a double telling us things or, you know, whoever it is, um, like John, John McAfee, I don't think he's dead. Epstein's not dead. He's singing like a bird behind the scenes. You know, why? Why can't we see this? Why are we not party to this? Why the lies and the constant lies, even from the people that we love, you know, that are part of this MAGA movement, and still they lie to us, just like yeah. the other side always did. It, it has to be revealed. That's the only way that we get disclosure, like you talk about, uh, and we, we, we basically open this Pandora's box and we start to look at all that stuff. It, and Trump has mentioned that several times now. He's mentioned yeah. Pandora's box. We, we, we might have to open Pandora's box. No, there's no mic here. You're going to open it. We're going to see this. And we need to have that happen now, right now. Stop playing games like this is some kind of art of the deal bullshit. You know, right. let's go. Yeah. It's go time. It's past go time. <laughs> yeah. And and there is there's such a long list of, of, of things that need to be outed and people that right. need to be outed. And by the way, let me say this. Many years ago in Camelot, I was uh, told by a secret witness, as usual, but they said, um, and this is actually not unusual knowledge. This would be fairly common among people that follow these kinds of things, that the Russians had created, uh, had an island where they had created clones of all the presidents Mm. and they kept them there like kind of uh, in storage. (laughs) I don't know what you want to call it you know, uh, for when they had to trot, trot them out. So they have been doing, working on this kind of thing. And by the way, clones as well, you know, even, um, he's called the, the real police chief. And I don't mean the faker that's on Twitter. So don't go for that guy, but the real police chief has, um, I did an interview with him. He's a good guy. He's a straight shooter. In my opinion, he doesn't know everything. And sometimes he gets a little misled by some of his sources, I think. But he's got some great information. And one of his sort of main foundations of his information is the number of people that have been terminated mm-hmm. because of being baby eaters and blood drinkers and that the military tribunals do not stand for that shit. Okay. 
And so these people have gone down. They have died and they have been replaced by a clone. Now, this is supposed to be like a conspiracy theory, but actually it's a conspiracy fact. And humans can grow the fuck up right now and take this stuff on board as far as I'm concerned, because it's real. Yeah, there's somebody asking if I know the, uh, uh, you did an interview in the 2000s, uh, a super soldier. I remember this this interview too. The guy was like some kind of a dolphin hybrid or something like that. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've had memories. Aaron McCullum. Aaron yeah. McCullum. Yeah. So I think that's that. I think that's real. Now it was some of the people you interviewed early on on the super uh, the secret soldier program, whatever super soldier. Some of those guys just want to disappear. Like an Irish guy, I think. Uh, the first guy, one of the first guys you interviewed, Duncan O'Finian. He was the original yeah. prototype for the the super soldier. Yeah, yeah he, he has kind of gone, gone, disappeared. Yes, he, he, he was like the big reveal, and I was like, "Wow!" And then eventually, that some of that stuff started coming through for me. I just think I have a, um, I've been um, twinned and tripleted actually, because I think I'm in a dolphin program and in the oh, uh, secret space yeah. program. So I have memories of all that stuff. So uh, it wow. is, yeah, it's 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 very interesting, uh, you know, on that deeper subject, but that kind of opens that door where um who is really in charge you know because i just we've talked about reptilians a lot uh i don't think the reptilians are so much in charge anymore what, what are your thoughts um well it depends what you call a reptilian my take on right. it is that it is the anunnaki and they are reptilian right. humanoid hybrids right and also those from aldebaran and those are the ones that came and gave the technology to the to the to Germany, and that's basically it, there's arguably they are part of the base that still exists down in Antarctica. And recently, I asked Juan because I text him behind the scenes all the time, and even though he never answers me, <laughs> he's afraid to talk to me one on one because I might get him to tell the truth. But anyway. Um, he, yeah, so I, I basically asked him, why don't you start talking about why people, key people of the administration, even like John Kerry and other people, during presidential elections have to go down to Antarctica? Like, why is that? And there's a pattern. You can actually track it through administrations and find out that's true. Wow. What? It, where is the command and control down in Antarctica such that they have to report down there, which is just, I mean, that just makes my blood boil, so to speak, you know, it's insane. Wow, good insight. A very good insight. Yeah. So wow. there is, there is something there uh, where like, we're the ones that are really in control. Is that, do you think that's going on? Shapeshifting? And, Cause I've seen a little bit of shapeshifting. Yeah. No, no, I think that I don't we're, think so. I don't think so. I think we're working with various ET races. Certain ones of them have do have control of this planet, and especially right. our monetary system. And that's where the really the rubber meets the road, because uh, you know I have have very high level uh, financial people that have come to me behind the scenes and delivered certain information. And one of those is that the Basel. Switzerland families, which are the typical Illuminati group that run the monetary system from behind the scenes that they all have to report to and basically 
are controlled by an off-planet race or entities. And I think th those are basically the Anunnaki. So, you know, I put that out there before already. Um, you know, different people want to have different opinions of uh, all of that. Uh, there's no doubt whatsoever that the Vatican is run from underground by the reptilians. And if you don't know that, just go look at the architecture. It's completely insane when you start looking at this stuff. And um, taking down Kennedy or the attempt to is definitely sits probably on the Pope, the ex-Pope, because it wasn't Francis wasn't in office. Not that there is a whole lot of difference between these people, but, you know, for what it's worth. So, I mean, yeah. disclosure. Of you mentioned her just recently and she thought she was on a show where she talked about how all of the gold came up from underneath the Vatican and they were like, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of planes that brought it somewhere. Where do you where do you think that stands? Well, like I said, Charlie Ward, Charlie, Charlie oh. Ward was in charge of that. Now, I guess he knows, right? Maybe he does. Maybe they, it, you know, because they like to compartmentalize these things a lot too. Oh, oh, and oh, so once one person in even in the Trump administration will know one thing, and then someone else will know a deeper 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 level. And so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, look, I have no idea. It could even be off planet, to be honest. I mean, you know, wow. this it's a good hiding place, right? Uh, sure. But I don't know. I'm sure yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like me, you know, they they would never want me to know. Yeah. So you know, we we have the uh, you know the system seems to be it's going to lock up and shut down. I think a lot of things are being you know exposed and. For for instance, I mean Epstein. That's that's a massive uh, money making uh, money laundering scheme that they had. Ukraine's being you know uh, taken out. Uh, Israel probably going to be taken out. So there's lots of connections there with you know the deep state and the Nazi organization, if you will. And uh, so, what what are your thoughts on like these wars and stuff? Or are they going to continue? Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. Well, I think that, uh, let's see, Putin went down and bombed something uh, near Israel recent, a bridge or something, uh, and talked about... Um, a bombing in Syria that he says was done by the Israelis that was some kind of a, a mini nuke or or a, a neutron bomb. Uh, but I think he is going now going to focus his energy down on Israel and on yeah. that whole situation. I think he wants to trigger something. Uh, I think because somehow these this group these groups have to be outed uh, on both sides of that fence. Okay, so. You know, and who's running the Palestinians behind the scene because they're not running on their own, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. um, in my opinion. And so, you know, there's no doubt. Look, I have a, a, a re relatively recent witness. I've talked about him before, but his name is Major Solomon Berg. He had an Israeli passport. He and his group took, a, 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 you might call him a Yeti, but it's a Sasquatch from the Pacific Northwest that the Air Force uh, sort of kidnapped, if you will, um, mm -hmm. and 
they first were in the secret space program in America, but then they found that the Americans wanted to do too many experiments on that squatch. So he became very, he was psychically, um, telepathically uh, in communication constantly with this squatch. So he and his team took the, the squatch to Israel, made a deal with them and went underground with them. But what happened was what they didn't know, <laughs> I guess, maybe initially, was that Israel's run by the Anunnaki and that the Anunnaki are age-old enemies of the Squatches, as it happens, as an ET race. And mm. so that Squatch got more and more up, you know, sort of nervous and, and out, you know, not wanting to be there. So they ended up going back to the Americans <laughs> and uh, making another deal with them. But and eventually he, you know, Squatch went back with his people and, and they took him off planet and so on and so forth. So but that particular witness ended up telling me a great deal about the sort of the relationship, you might say the political relationship within Israel that no one ever talks about, which involves the Anunnaki, which I had wow. been talking about for years. And um, so that was just another piece of information that came along that matched a lot of stuff I already knew. And so interestingly enough, then the secret space program fired him. <laughs> and I think the reason they fired him was because he actually disclosed to me, not knowing it was like some huge secret you weren't supposed to talk about, uh, about, you know, because he was just talking about the relationship between the Anunnaki and the Squatches. He didn't realize he was disclosing at the same time inner workings of the politics of Israel and who's running things. So this is very interesting. And this gets back. It also links up with Ukraine. It links up with Gazarian people, bloodlines that go back to the Anunnaki. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for saying that. Because we <laughs> just had that, the tunnel system in New York, you just popped up. So what... I, I'm like the Kazarians because the Kazarians, Kazarian Jews, I believe, were the ones that fund. They're from Ukraine, Ukrainian Jews that went to New York that funded uh, the takedown of Russia. So, or we starting to see some of this stuff being exposed in uh, in New York where that tunnel system just got exposed. What do you think? I didn't hear about that. Oh, okay. So there was uh, underneath a synagogue. There was. Uh, I guess they came in to do some construction because there was like they were going to put in a, a water line or something and they just happened to expose a tunnel. And so they're going to like, you know, pour concrete in it. And then I guess the <laughs> synagogue got all pissed off. And then the, the police, the New York police came in there and it's like almost a big riot. Uh, wow. So they're bringing more officers and it was, it's, it's quite revealing. They were pulling out, uh, you know, these mattresses. They look like they have blood stains on them. Uh, so it's like it's and we go back in time all the way back to 1290. Uh, uh, what is it? Edward the first Longshanks basically kicked the Jews out because they were sacrificing children. And they kicked them out. That's that was known back then. So all over Europe, they were like it wasn't because the Jews were part of, you know, uh, killing Christ. It was because they were doing this this crazy stuff. Uh, so we have talked about that, the adrenochrome, the child trafficking, and so forth. What are your What are your thoughts on the Kazarian Mafia and all, all, 
all the steps of private Yeah, this is major. It's absolutely major. I mean, talk about disclosure, okay? So I was talking about, in a sense, almost the good news, right? Where all these people who have been having doubles out there, clones or whatever, the actual real ones come forward and say they faked their death or whatever on a stage would be very nice. There's a darker side to that. And again, the real police chief, he says uh, his website is something crazy like buymeacoffee.com or some crazy name. <laughs> but that's the real guy, okay? And again, I interviewed him. So this is the thing. The adrenochrome highway is extremely real. And even Mike Gill knows about that. He doesn't call it that. That's actually my name for it. Um, mm -hmm. But it is all about adrenochrome. And the, you know, I mean, we're going, the, the top families, the people that are on understanding, what does it mean if you're related to the Anunnaki? And what if you're a step closer than most of the rest of humanity? That means you have an extra reptilian gene, okay? Now there may be Anunnaki who don't have that reptilian gene because we also have evidence, even on, carved on the, the temple walls and in Iran as well and so on and so forth, a very humanoid looking Anunnaki, okay? But the fact is that there are also reptilian looking Anunnaki. And be, see, okay, the story goes that originally they were Pleiadians and they were part of the Pleiades and uh, they broke away. They went and settled their own planet um, and um, one of which is Nibiru. And uh, they then got invaded by the reptilian, Draco reptilians, and they took them over. And that's what happened. This is way, you know, centuries and zillions of centuries ago. And so this is the story of how they became who they are. Now, there's also an argument that says that the reptilians and the Draco were also taken over by AI so that they themselves are not necessarily in control of their own destiny anymore. But it's known, very well known, and of course, Captain Mark Richards is something of an expert on the subject. And I've interviewed him. I've done 12 interviews with him over a five-year period in prison. And he's their enemy because he is united and uh, you know aligned with what are called the raptors. The raptors are a breakaway reptilian group who broke away from the regular reptilians, went on their own, left the planet around the time of the dinosaur, you know, whenever the dinosaurs left, 65 million, million years ago. And they actually, they, they ended up going into this uh, sort of stasis in outer space. Uh, this is how the story goes, near the galactic center, and they couldn't get back for many eons or whatever. Eventually, they got out of this sort of place that they were, and they, they made their way to the, the, I think it's the Draco galaxy. That was already taken over by the Draco reptilians, Dracos and reptilians. And they became enemies, like incredible enemies against them because they settled, they took, they took a planet and settled it and took it over. This is the, the raptors. So the raptors are a very distinct, unique group whose queen came to the to the conclusion that their best trajectory for her race was to align themselves with humans instead of eating them. And so that's what they have done. And they have be they're really aligned with our Air Force, by the way. 
Um, but Mark is uh, was born, um, got noticed by the Raptors, some kind of maybe even a bloodline, you know, I mean, on a distant level, um, you know, so on. He, in fact, he was even offered if he wanted to become like kind of like a Raptor type person, like wow. more so that they would give him some, I don't know, DNA or something like that and convert him all the way. But he said, no, he wanted to stay a human and he's very aligned with the Pleiades. So. Anyway, I, I, I digress a little bit. Connection with uh, the Elohim. Uh, so let me read this Elohim, one. Little... Elohim are, Elohim are, okay, again, the word, my understanding means the gods. With an Chosen S. people. Yep. Okay. S. Okay. It's very important to Space understand. Alien. When the Anunnaki came to earth, though, and Anunnaki means it's kind of a, a bucket term, actually. But yeah. it means those who came to, to heaven from heaven to earth came. Okay. So they came. What is heaven? Heaven is outside, you know, the earth cosmos area that we think of, you know, and I don't believe in flat earth, but I think there is a, a disconnect on 4D. Yes. That yeah, I agree. get stuck into a 4D understanding of what is reality and what is this like this table is this a hard fast thing a permanent they're too materialistic these people they don't understand the notion of dimensions and dimensionality and so on and so forth but that's another topic so going back to this thing is you're saying so when cliff high and all these people want to talk about elohim hello another word right, for right, them right, can i read a little clip from him yeah. cliff i and i mean Cliff beats everybody up. He's beating me up, but I, I like his information. Uh, in the past, the traditional response to the discovery of the tunnels under the Shabbat, like we're talking about, and the Korbanat altar would be the expulsion of the Jews from that city or region or country. This is why Jews, and I'm not picking on all Jews. I have a lot of Jewish friends. We're talking Kazarian, Mafia, um, craziness. So anyway... This is why Jews have been expelled from over 1,000 locations over history. It is also, it is always thus. The blood harvest, Corbinant, Cor uh, demanded of them by their cult is abhorrent to the Goy, the non-Jews. So, uh, so they harvest their children because uh, they see us as sub subspecies to them, whatever their thought process is, and, and that's why they do what they do. What, what do you think? Well, it's accurate to a point, but you have to understand that we are already a hybrid race. We're, we've been hybridized over the centuries by not just the Anunnaki, not just the reptilians, who, by the way, you know, the Garden of Eden is, a, is an, a, a, you know, a metaphor. What it's a metaphor for is the genetic engineering of humanity through the women, hello, and that the reptilians... What happened was there we're like the sixth seeding of humanity on earth right now, apparently, according to Ashiana Dean and other um, scholars going back into the religious books and whatnot. So when you look at that trajectory, what you see is that the original humans were too passive. They wouldn't defend themselves. And so the, the earth got in, got invaded over and over again by species that would kill us, eat us and use us as slaves, etc. And so because we didn't fight back, we would get eliminated off the earth. And so what they did was at some point during the seedings, they actually asked 
the reptilians to contribute their DNA to us. This is why we have what is called a reptilian brain. Mm. And it's not really, I mean, that's a slang for a part of our brain that does, is interested in, I guess you'd call it fight or flight and wants to defend ourselves and so on and so forth. But we became more aggressive as a result of this. We sh the trouble is you have to understand it's all about the amount of DNA that is reptilian. So the royal family, the blue bloods, have a much greater concentration of reptilian DNA. And it shows up in also the power brokers and the, the leaders of industry, et cetera, et cetera. They're more aggressive. They're hierarchical. You know, they're always, you know, they're always fighting. They always want to be on top. That's totally reptilian. And to say it's good or bad is actually kind of misunderstanding you know, the genome of the various races in the cosmos, if you will. They're hierarchical, meaning that's the structure under which they built their societies, right? So that's how they, they look and act towards the world. I was even told that those from Aldebaran are probably reptilian hybrids. And they came in and, and there's a, a movie called The Event, which I recommend many times for people to watch. But this is all about, and even Gordon Duff, the head editor of Veterans Today, he's not editor anymore, but he was, and he disclosed on that newspaper, of all things, this story about the event, about this group of all, from Aldebaran has already destroyed two of their planets, brought their people here, or one or two, made a deal with some of the top leaders of this planet. They were given parts of Africa for their people. But what happens, if you watch the event, you'll find out, is that there's something about their um, DNA or whatever that is actually not healthy for us to be around. And I think what they really meant to say is they are rep too reptilian. Anyway, that's a whole nother sidelight. But what I'm trying to say here is that when you say that the Jews, you know, not all Jews will have the concentration of reptilian DNA. And, you know, look... Um, I am part Jewish. I, uh, according to my mother, are we have this, I'm related to Anne Frank. So Frank is part of our family line. You know, my great uncle's name was Frank. Right. So I'm a lot of other races also. I'm Irish. I'm, you know, so, so it's important to understand. I even think that's possibly American and Indian in my family. But so what we're saying here is understanding that we're a melting part of races and that Israel herself and even the Israeli people are incredible melting pot. Now, yeah. you have to also look at Gobekli Tepe, where I went, and I actually did a documentary about it. But it's a site. You may you may know about it. It's It was found in Turkey and relatively recently. And what's funny about that site that always kind of, it was like the, one of those things, you know, it hits my brain and I, I can't forget it, but I don't know what it means. The Germans are completely in charge of excavating that site. And I thought, why the wow. Germans? Like, mm -hmm. what is that? What is their connection to Gobekli Tepe? Well, it turns out it was a sacrifice of children at that site going oh. back to the and that there are cult, again, probably Jewish-related cults in that area of the Middle East, which is the intersection of the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. And... Whatever peoples were in that area, there were these cults, and there still are. 
even to this day. And a reporter investigated it. And I stumbled on his book and, and the story, and he went there. And oh. basically what they found when they started excavating the sites, which they don't tell the public, mm-hmm. tiny skulls of children, like hundreds of thousands of something. I mean, it is really insane. So this is a big secret they keep secret. And this is true in the Middle East. They have blood cults even to this day sacrifice, that sacrifice. Okay, it's very big sacrifice mm-hmm. by snakes. And that, again, is a, rept- a race with a, you know leanings towards the reptilian side of things and DNA. So it's, you know, it's very interesting what has happened to the human genome, if you will. And by the way, this does not change when you get into the COVID thing. And the whole Brian Artis, you know, serpent stuff that's in in the vax. They're still trying right. to convert this planet to right. all reptilian civilization. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> wow. That's so let's let's end it on I've kept you quite a bit here, but um let's end it on the Miami Mall thing. Oh yeah. Where you have potentially uh aliens showing up. No, I like what Elizabeth April said. She said that basically we're we're breaking down the barriers because they're always walking among us uh, and kind of hanging out yeah. with us. And so the barriers are starting to thin and they they leak through because I heard this one guy talking about how they were looking at the aliens. The aliens were like looking at him like, you can see us? <laughs> like, and, uh, and then I heard Elizabeth April talking about, you know, how the the lives are being you know and we're gonna i believe she's right to a certain extent i don't i think there's more to it i don't think that was operation blue beam or anything like that projecting you know like 9-11 projecting stuff up you know they oh i do uh, i actually you're, do you're thinking think. it was okay yeah what's your thought and and there is uh, there is evidence so i don't know if you you heard about the evidence that says that so there are beings in peru that started showing up and i actually right. you know talked in a in a small um conference call with uh, a guy who went down to investigate that scene. So I know a little bit more about it. But anyway, those villagers really were, you know, scared to death of these beings. And this is really a true report in essence. Now, whether what they got right and what they got wrong about the beings is, is kind of immaterial. But they were described in a certain way, apparently as particularly tall. And by the way, the Anunnaki are very tall, right? Now, there is also the tall, what are called the tall whites. My understanding, and I don't know why I think this, but is that it's possible that the Miami Mall thing was more the the tall whites. And it's also possible that they did it through a portal. It's, you know, that the kids even were given by like the CIA or whatever, this technology that would open a portal. Because you can humans can open portals we even are we are portals we can also yep. open them and i mm-hmm. traveled to india with ashan and dean in a group and we open portals there that's actually one of our main jobs was to open portals right. and i sure. i am a, a earth sensitive i can feel a portal i can walk into a room or wherever i go and i can tell you if there's a portal there anyway um so that's my take on the mall thing i i actually think that that was a Project Bluebeam thing. But what I think is interesting, it's kind of like the Kennedy assassination thing. People always want black and white. 
right? They want a very simple explanation. And yet nothing in our world is that simple anymore, especially when you have clones and doubles and all of these things. There's also a communication that has opened with the cosmos, right? Where we have been invaded, as I say, it's in our DNA. We're related to all... You let's see you meet somebody on the street and you just instantly hate them. What you hate is and your body is sensing is a age-long history of an enemy. Okay. So when you look at people's physicality, you know how different we all look, right? You will see that we all come from different races and a combination in different quantities. Like I could have, and I do have, a lot of, you know, the the cat gene the you know because people say oh you look like a cat well i adore cats i adore big cats in particular you know that kind of thing so i am aligned with that race um from leonid uh there's other races that we and i've been told that i'm also pleiadian so i have that so you know and then there's that little bit of anunnaki that also i have and i have you know other things maybe native american a few other things and I feel very comfortable in the Middle East. I feel very comfortable among Arab peoples in particular, yep. which is strange, but it is the way it is. And in Russia, I, I have, you know, I was just talking on another show. I have these Russian cheekbones, which come from my dad. So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about all the different mix of races. Now, according to Ashian Dean, who it, you can read her books, the Voyager books, one and two, and they're extremely complex. They're all about the invasion and the history of humanity going back way before the Bible. Anyway, um, it's on the front page of my website. Just scroll down and you'll find the books. And they're e-books, so they're they're cheap. But they're kind of dense reading for people who aren't used to that type of thing. But anyway, fascinating stuff. And no way is a person sitting around making this shit up. I can guarantee you that. And I've interviewed her in depth. Okay, Um, so you could watch my interview with her as well and so on. She's still operational. She's still doing uh, small little uh, workshops where she, you know, you have to pay a fair amount of money just to go. But it's and now it's all online, I think. At any rate, what I'm trying to say is that this information you're getting, you see, it's a little gelled down to like say, oh, well, so this the Jews. And then someone goes, well, it's all Jews. Well, it's not all Jews. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they're a melting pot of races, just like we are. They just have a particular concentration. And, um, okay. So I know I was talking about the mall thing. I think that's probably a combination. I think that it is a portal. I I, I was a little bit confused. You, you said it was real. Then you said it was project blue beans. Right. Cause I, I, well, look at it this way. And when you get into this subject, it's huge. And I have, uh, you know, 20 years of knowledge in my head about it. Okay. But I will tell you that one of the things I was told quite a number of years ago is that the CIA itself is run by one alien. Mm. Now, this is an idea. Okay. We're in communication with all these races that come and visit our planet. Some stay, some, you know, are and make their own underground base, you know sometimes renting apartments, whatever they're doing. So they come and go. And Clifford Stone, back in the day when I interviewed him in the early days of Camelot, said at that time they thought there were around 57 races visiting. Well, it turns out now there's thousands, okay? 
And uh, one of their places that they supposedly vacation is Pine Gap, by the way. This is common knowledge among, you know, intelligence people. So what we're talking about is that if you want to have a happening at a mall and start to actually break down this idea that that aliens ex don't exist, but to, to also refocus the, the, the you know, you're, you're losing ground. You're the Anunnaki, you're the, you're the, you know, or you're the peons of the Anunnaki, whatever you want to look at, and you decide that you're going to have an event. It's starting in different places. It started in Vegas. Remember the tall beings there? Very good. And, very good. and it happened in this really obscure place. Well, I was going to tell you that someone sent to me, there's an actual, um, you know, what do you call that? Uh, where where uh, geologic lines cross and, and, and all that. Well, it's exactly this opposite, the exact place in Florida where they showed up again. Okay, they're exact. The, now, what are the chances, right? So, um, and if you want, I can try to find that. It's, it's actually it was sent to me. I might have sent put it on my telegram because I do that with everything, but I don't remember if I did or not. Anyway, so what I'm saying is they could have also invited... The Tall Whites and Charles Hall, if you've never read those books, the Charles Hall books, excellent books. He is a military guy who was stationed in this place. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to remember the name, but it's over in, it's in Nevada, out in the middle of nowhere. And they supposedly, they have a false, um, you know, a front to their, the mountain where they reside. But the Tall Whites have lived in on you know, in Nevada, in these mountains, there are people come and go on spaceships, so-and-so, and they never, you know, interact as much as, little as much with the humans, okay? But Charles Hall was, you know, like when a military weather person that was all by himself out on this, you know, nowhere land, and he ended up seeing them and then befriended them and so on and so forth. And those, that's what his books are about. Yeah, I'm looking, at, looking at it right now, Walking with the Tall Whites. It looks like it's fascinating. I'll definitely have to check it out. So incredible. The story is so incredible. And the thing is, there's several books, and those are not that's not the first one. Those that sure. sounds like a rewrite. Anyway, all I'm saying is that I met him in person. He has a wife who is his handler, and she does not let she wouldn't even let me talk to him. So I walked right next to him, said hi to him, and then she interfered and tried to whisk him away really quickly. And I wanted to interview him, of course. Um, he's a wonderful man, but she is, you know, very, very strong personality. She loves Mel Gibson. You know, she's a r religious right kind of person <laughs> on top of it. So anyway, just saying in terms of the tall whites. Now, the tall whites have, have been stigmatized by various groups who think they're Nazis, which they are not, okay? The Tall Whites right. are a unique alien, if you want to call that, race that have also have, you know, this sort of base of their own here on our planet and have for eons. I mean, I'm talking, you know, going back. And it sounds, the description of the beings at the mall sounded a lot like the Tall Whites to me. But it doesn't matter whether it is or not. All I'm trying to say is that it might be one race, it might be a few races, and it also might be fakes, complete holograms, which John Lear and others have told me, like Norm Bergram, they can make, and this is what flew into the, the buildings, okay, of 9-11, by the way. 
it wasn't planes it was holograms and they looked yeah. so real and yeah. but of course i was also told by a whistleblower underneath the hologram was a little plane that made the noise of a plane mm. okay just that's one person's what they told us anyway they were holograms for sure and john lear actually testified to that effect and he was a famous pilot in case you don't know and so you know learjet and the whole thing yep. unfortunately he's died but he was a fabulous amazing man and had an incredible history and i've interviewed him dozens of times literally so um just in answer to your mall question okay i was kind of going there in in that way i know i kind of made a huge leap but so anunnaki or tall wife which which one do you think that was well i'm saying probably portal in because when i look at it i get like a a a bluish a bluish and it's probably a portal not anunnaki that's not anunnaki my understanding okay good it's not a reptilian it's not an anunnaki i would say i I didn't get that they were negative yeah it's a hologram and it may be that the tall whites uh see one thing about the tall whites that charles hall reveals is they like to go to vegas and they love to shop for our clothes. <laughs> I know this is weird, but this is true. I've heard they that. Have I've heard their own I know. Things. Yeah. And they got so with me. What we got now? Louis Vuitton. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so just now people need to understand that, yes, we're a station in the universe and all that, but we're not the only ones out there. There are tons of different kinds of beings. And they have, you know, idiosyncrasies. Like the raptors love chocolate, according to Mark Richards. Um, you know, and, and they love sports cars. <laughs> I know it's insane, but this is what he tells me. And I think it's true. You know, I don't think he's lying. So, you know, why not? Yeah, that's fascinating. Great uh, great talk with you, Carrie. Uh, uh, and you want to, like, promote your your site, Project Camelot? Uh, yeah, well, please support me. Um, I charge $3 a month to get every video I've ever made, uh, which is over, you know, 2000, maybe 3000 at this point. I have no idea. I've lost count. Um, and it is hard to, to run this. I'm kind of a one woman show. I have a couple people helping me now and then behind the scenes. And sometimes we do get attacked if I've got a really hot witness that comes forward, but I've been doing this for close to 20 years now. And uh, I really appreciate if anyone can spend $3 a month, the price, less than the price of a latte, as I call it, to, uh, in essence, help support my work. Beautiful, beautiful. And it uh, looks like your your team came in. I can see them in the chat. Uh, you got like <laughs> a couple hundred here with lots of loves. And uh, we almost had about 6,000 watching us live wow. over in Rumble. So uh, right. very nice, very nice. And, and thank you. That's the most I've ever had. So great, great content. Everybody, you know, came to came to see what we we're going to talk about, and I guess they stayed and told their friends. So thank you so much. So yeah, it's been a been a little while since we got together. So I appreciate it. You know, you were like you know pretty quick uh, to respond to this because I know you you've been passionate for a while on it, and I've grown passionate now. So I I loved your your insights. Uh, thank you so much. Okay. It's fun talking to you, Michael, and um, I'd love to, you know, any kind of, when your memories come back and you want to disclose, I'm, I'm here. Oh, great, great. Yeah. So uh, I'll build them up a little bit and then uh, we'll get together. That'd be beautiful. Thank you. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
All right. All right, Carrie. Thanks, everyone, for showing up, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Oh,